Hello and welcome to CBuzz, a collaboration between the Columbus Chamber and CD1025. Uh, we bring you the best stories from Columbus business owners. I'm Dan Swartout. Today we're talking with Andrew Summerfield. He is the owner and namesake of Summerfield Advertising. Andrew, thank you so much for being with us here today. Welcome uh, to CBuzz. Good morning, Dan. I'm glad I'm here. Thank Excellent. you for the invite. Appreciate yeah, it. our pleasure. Our pleasure. Before we get going and, and learn a little bit more about you and your business, why don't you tell us, just kind of give us an overview of Summerfield Advertising sure. and what it is all about. Yeah, absolutely. We're a small group agency in the short north we do brand strategy design so we help uh, small companies and large companies with uh, understanding their position creating identities websites you know those those types of vehicles so um, we're all about our team right now we're all about growing our team and getting the word out here uh, out in Columbus you started with just you that's right yeah but now you've got a team of well a, over a dozen correct no, a little under a dozen right now but you're right yeah I started out in a bedroom about 11 years ago and about four years ago I decided hey you know let's turn this into you know a business let's support Columbus and you know recruit the talent around and let's stick it out so um yeah that's what we're doing we're excited yeah so i was i got the math wrong on the first question i asked you when i put the over under it a dozen but this i know for a fact i looked at your list of clients it is very very impressive thank you yeah uh you know it's all been referral based and you know i told the team as we were growing that you know we've been rehearsing now it's time to take some, you know, center stage, get out there and have people, you know, recognize who we are, be proud of what we do. So this, this here is a good vehicle for us to do that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're so happy to, to kind of kick things off with you and, you. and learn about you and, and share your story with people all across Columbus and beyond. Now, Andrew, you went to CCAD, that's the Columbus College of Art and Design. That's correct. And started your career as a designer. Was art something you were always good at? I mean, like as a little kid, did you get in trouble for painting on the living room wall or, or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, see, I, I had three older sisters. Okay. So I wasn't necessarily in there playing dolls with them. They did take me in the room and used to dress me up and put me sure, on makeup. That was sure. great. But I had kind of my own little world, and I think I started developing my art around 12. I moved out to Arizona with my father, so I lived out there uh, by myself with him for, for a period of time, and that's where I kind of went inward a little bit and found that drawing and art was where I wanted to be. So um, never really thought I was going to be an artist until high school. So my sophomore year in high school, uh, I did a lot of artwork, did a lot of, like, exhibits and shows, part of National Art Honor Society in high school. Really? And, yeah, and so decided that that was, you know, the path I wanted to go. Um, that, and I did a lot of, like, small film, not film, video in high school with a buddy, and that's when you would hook up a couple VCRs to each other and, you know, pause record and have a camera and try to edit that way because we didn't have access to any tools. No. So I think we did, like, 60-some small little movies while we were in high school, and, uh, Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, I had a friend uh, one year older than I, Steve Hamaker, a colorist, local guy here, great guy, uh, go to CCAD, and that wasn't even really on my radar. Uh -huh. um, I looked at Kendall, Rhode Island, uh, NYU, and um, unfortunately, my mother had passed that summer, and so I wanted to stay close to home, but I wanted to get out of Michigan. So mm -hmm. CCAD was a great option. They accepted me, gave me a scholarship, and I landed here. Yeah. 
So you knew then back in high school, as you started doing those projects, the the exhibits, the videos, you knew then in high school that you wanted to make a career out of art. Well, I thought my mission was, for me, was I was going to be what I saw as like the next Jackson Pollock. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had the long hair. I mean, man, I was like emo back then, if you could be. <laughs> you know, that was me, you know. Yeah, man. Like, I was just, didn't really, you know, didn't really care. Lived off popcorn and mm-hmm. cough. And I mean, that was pretty much it. So um, I uh, Jimmy realized, World playing. Yeah, and you got it. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, you know, I realized through my college career, I was like, well, I don't necessarily want to starve to be an artist. I can do it later. Mm-hmm. I want to have a family. I want to have kids. Like, I wanted to have like 10 kids. You know, that, but I have four now, so I'm halfway there. You're right? almost there. Almost there. Soon to well over a dozen kids. Yeah, hopefully I'll have my <laughs> 17 and a half kids here pretty shortly. Uh, but um, but through that transition, I thought, well, you know, let illustration is the next step because mm-hmm. I can still do traditional media. I was fairly good at that. You know, I knew, you know, Chris Payne at the time. He was coming into CCAD. I met Brad Holland and those people because they came to visit. And these are, you know, these were the big illustrators at the time. So I went into the illustration department my sophomore year. That was the path that I had chosen. And then I saw the life of these illustrators. This is when stock really became prevalent. And I was like, oh, man, there's go, there goes illustration, you know, because people can go online and download stock now for a fraction of the cost. Could you explain exactly what you mean by stock? Yeah, stock is just, it's a source where, it's uh, rights managed or royalty free art that you can buy from at that time it was like a stock house where they would say here's a thousand pictures you can choose from one you pay X amount of dollars for usage which is pretty close to an artist rep but now you can go online and buy stock for a buck and I saw that coming when I graduated and I said there's no way I want to compete with that either I'm going to take my illustration and then go into more what I do now, the adver- advertising and branding aspect of it. So one more step further. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about CCAD because yeah. it, it has such a tremendous reputation. It's produced so many talented people. Um, yeah. What do you think you learned the most as a student at CCAD? Yeah. Well, CCAD was an amazing experience for me. What they did for me when I uh, went there in 94 was they pretty much broke every bo- everybody down to the same level of saying – you have a huge ego. You were probably the best in your high school, uh-huh. or you thought you were. But when you're here, you're all the same. We have so many international students. We've got people also from downtown Columbus. You guys are no better than each other. So let's go to the foundation. So the foundation year when I was there was the best foundation year or for freshmen in the country, in my opinion. I think that I had heard that. Period. So for them to really teach you the fundamentals of you know design elements, design principles, how you put those together, and real communication was key. And they're a thriving business now. I mean, they are a really strong business, and how I see it, troubles with presidents here and there, and what. But I mean, they've got a great core philosophy from Kanzani that I I still think is the spirit of the school. So it's great to see that it's growing. And I taught there for six or seven years um, when I went out on my own because. I thought, if I'm going to build this business in Columbus, right. I want to recruit from the best. So I can see them while they're students, bring them on as you know a paid junior and intern, and hopefully retain them as we grow the business. You know, Growing up in Columbus like yeah. I did, I had always heard about CC 
CAD, but I never until I got older and got out into the world a little bit more really understood and appreciated the reputation for excellence that CCAD has and and what a great thing that is for Columbus. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, they were brutal when I went to school there at the art. Uh I mean, if there was a mistake, they they let you have it. But in a way of saying, you know, this is thick skin. You are not your art, and this is this is illustration and what have. You have to take this criticism and take it to, you know t- use it for you. So I've seen when I was there, I couldn't get away with you know teaching that way because you have to be a little more gentle with the students. And right, that's, right, that's right. Fair, you know. Sure. Different generations, right? <laughs> um, but the the excellence that they demand right now is understanding that you have this skill of visual communication. It's a discipline, right? And let's use it for business too. So you can go there and be a great painter, but also they teach you how to be a business person and Excellent. to support Columbus, the community of Columbus. So the transition or how, or how it's changed or evolved and gotten better is way cool. It's way cool, yeah, to see. Cool. For Columbus. Now, um, like most students, you spent the first part of your career working at an agency. Yes. Um, before you went out on your own, you were at an agency. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit what that was like. Oh man. Okay. So I, you know, was either going to go to at when I graduated, I was looking at um, graduate school for medical illustration because uh-huh. I would render pretty tight and all that jazz. And I had one instructor, uh, Walter King, say, you should really look at medical illustration. Like like if I had a medical textbook and I wanted yeah, yeah. to see what a kidney looked like. Yeah. Bore, bore me to tears. Though. I mean, I mean, that's a great skill, but I didn't want to be just a wrist. So I looked at the agencies and one of which was uh, IC communication team. It's now Ebel agency, mm-hmm. Sebastian Ebel. And I thought, what the heck? I'm going to throw some type on my illustration. And I had this ridiculous portfolio. It was a silver briefcase, you know, like 007 style. Whatever. An attache. Oh, man, let me tell you. So I put in art. I throw in art, and he, he says, okay, let's have coffee. Let's take a look at it. And the feedback wasn't that great. Let's oh, really? Let's put it that way. But he says, You're, you've got you know, innate ability. You've got a good mind. You know, I want to hire you. So I was one of, one of two of his first hires, and I thought – and I had an opportunity at Maddox Douglas in, in Chicago – but of course, I was in love with my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Sebastian, it, you know, worked on DKNY, Mercedes Benz in Germany. Just so, and he just opened his agency. So I thought, I'm going to work with this dude. Latch and on. Sebastian is. He's with I, uh, Ebel Agency now. Okay. Local. Okay. Great guy, wonderful strategist, local guy, best man of my wedding, good dude. Hey, right on. Right on, man. So what Columbus needs. So um, anyway, he took me under his wing, but for b- about six years, I was attached to his hip and just, you know, he, he he's German. So very much discipline where he basically, you know, washed the oil paint out of my hair. You know, it's kind of this rags to not riches, but kind of groomed me of saying, you are not an artist here, you're a communicator. So it's hard for me to kind of get that at first, but taught me that discipline into real, like, effective strategic communication, which was, I thought, a lot different than other agencies uh-huh. local, you know, so. So he brought and you. And he had a German accent, which was way cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sebastian. No. So, um, so you're there for six years. Yep. You're learning a lot. You've Ton. made the transformation from an yep. emo kid to, yep. you know, an effective communicator. Yep. Transformation is complete. Won <laughs> awards, did all that stuff. What was the moment you decided? Because clearly things yeah. were going well at yeah. that agency. What was yeah. the moment you decided, I need to go out on my own and explore this and figure this out for myself? Yeah, Dan. Okay, so it all happened at once. Let's put it that way. Okay. So I was, I felt, 
I just had a show, my last show, a group show with uh, some kids I graduated with at Fort Hayes. I think we called it Fort, 14th Street. So you were you were teaching and you were doing a show your students were, were doing? No, it's our own personal art. So that's your art. So you were still... painting. Oh, yeah. Still doing that in the background. I have a ton of ha- hobbies, just to let okay. you know. <laughs> so at that time, I'm still painting right. and what have you. And, and, you know, I had this kind of this young life crisis type things like... Am I doing what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. What are my principles, guiding light? I'm kind of at this point in this agency where, you know, not the prince of the agency, but it was, I was comfortable. Sure. And I thought I need to challenge myself. And maybe they were grooming so, you and they saw things for you and you felt that was a comfortable path yeah, and you yep. knew I could stay on this path, yeah. but if I stay on this path, I'll never know. Right. Right. So I always I always had this complex. I see friends going to like New York and Chicago and out west, big agency experience. And, you know, I, I stayed in Columbus, which mm-hmm. was not what I wanted to do. And at that age, I didn't know what Columbus was. You know, I'm just now learning about it, to be honest with you, like now, the past few how, years. How old were you at this time? Oh, this is when, oh, what would that be, 11 years ago? So 27, 26. Okay, yeah, you still a young man. Yeah, so... Sebastian was really supportive on when I started my agency. He actually gave me feedback on my design. It wasn't going to be an agency. It was just me going out on my own and trying things. So I was either going to start my own company or do right. freelance or go uh, film school. That's, yes. And I said, let's let's explore the film school. It was USC, UCLA, Berkeley, which I would never have gotten into. And then, <laughs> you know, NYU and all this stuff. And my wife, really supportive. We have one kid at the time. You do whatever you need to do, whatever you want to do. It will make it happen. Well, we find out we're going to have our second kid. Yes. So I quit my job. We ha- we bought a house, a brand new house, and had a second kid all in the same month. So that was kind of like, I got to make this work, dude. Yeah, that you kind know? of film school maybe is a little bit no less practical. Way. Yeah, I don't want to bring on $100,000 in debt. Move <laughs> out to California where there's nobody out there. You know, that, so best. it was a, a great decision. I mean, awesome decision. So to stick around here and do that. As you went out on your own yeah. initially, mm-hmm. what did you find out uh, or discover was the biggest difference between you being an employee and you being an owner? Uh, that I was stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, Sebastian would always try to help me understand the business aspect. Very transparent right. man, you know, which I, t- I learned, I gleaned a lot from and I use today. But you would think that you know. Until you are in that position, you just don't know the responsibility that you have for other people mm-hmm. and for your clients. And it's it's one thing to do really good stellar work, but it's another thing to just try to again understand how business really works. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's basically it. It's like I learned that what I thought I knew, I, I did not know really anything about it. Yeah. What kind of hours when you when you oh initially made that transition, what kind of hours were you putting in? And how did that <laughs> how did that kind of clash a little bit with having a second kid and 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 family life and and yeah. all your hobbies that you have? Uh I it was a lot of hours, mm-hmm. um, but I had a lot more energy back then. So basically, <laughs> we turned, and yeah, I was working on a couch essentially in front of the TV because when when you paint, or in my mind, I need stuff going on, right. help me focus, or what have you. But I moved into a spare bedroom. I had two computers in the room, and I had a sleeping bag on the floor, where if I could get some sleep, I'd lay on the floor in a sleeping bag. Otherwise, I'd be working at one of the two machines, one of the two machines. Mm-hmm. And then I'd bring in people to help me, you know, on the machine, or they would do it at their home. And so it was kind of like a little tiny mini office in this 
bedroom upstairs in a house in Clintonville, essentially. So for the first, I don't know how many months or year or whatever, but a lot, a lot more hours than I had anticipated because I wanted to do a business plan. I wanted to, you know, do everything right. Now, when did you realize and and know that you had to hire an employee yeah. because this is too much for one person to yeah. handle? We're growing at an exponential rate. I need to bring people in yeah. here to help me. Uh, it was not too long ago, actually. So we've been around for 11 years, mm-hmm. but it was only a handful of years ago that I said, hey, let, we, let's do this. We have a lot of opportunity. The name is getting around, really good referral sources, a great advisory board to open up these, these influences or relationships. Let's take advantage of that or let's, you know, build a, a, like a real business around right. that. So it wasn't too long ago and I, I, I didn't know what I was doing again. It was basically, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we, we need to do a brochure and I can't do it. I have, I'm too busy. Hey buddy, do you want to help me do this? A friend or something. And so it was, you know, I learned about forecasting. I learned about, um, uh, you know, pipeline with work and, you know, did some spreadsheets and thought, okay, I think if I can hire this one individual, which it started with, um, a designer from CCAD, two designers from CCAD, a finance guy, which mm-hmm. you got to have that. You got to have the numbers together. I went to art school, right? Got to have the numbers <laughs> together. And then, a, and then, a, um, a dude to to do my books for me. Right. So that was on Main Street. We were right on Main Street. So there was, what, five of us, uh, me as design, creative director, two designers, again, the bookkeeper, and then a finance guy. So you had a really rapid period of growth then. If you hired that one employee just a few years ago, and you've already gone to two different offices, you have almost a dozen employees. Uh, yeah. That's a tremendous growth. How was it like handling such rapid growth? Yeah. And that was a period of, you know, going from four to a dozen employees was over a matter of a couple years. Wow. So I, you know, the best thing that I had done business-wise was I put a, an advisory board together and you can see them on our website. Great guys. I have a kind of a hunger to do new things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Summerfield really is in general is kind of a, it's a, I don't want to say a holding company, as we do brand strategy design for our clients, we create these kind of sub-brand, these niches. And I think one we're going to be talking about called Brand Launch. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah. And so as we're creating these sub-brands that would niche in a certain market in a certain industry, so we're known for something, mm-hmm. right? Because we're kind of all over the place. Um that's where I kind of get excited. Back when I was throwing paint or putting paint on the canvas, that, that kind of fuzzy feeling was when I found a need in the market and build like a business operation around it, a brand around it, what we do for our clients. I was getting excited and jazzed about that. Mm-hmm. So I have a board meeting. There's four of us, four or five of us, and there's Summerfield advertising. Hey, guys, this is who we are now. Here's our core values. Here's you know what our functions, our services. This is how we deliver it. And here's our sub-brands. And I think I had like six or seven sub-brands. And five people. They're like, Andrew, you're, you're crazy. How are you going to be able to do this with five people? <laughs> right, right. We'll figure it out. So their goal, their, for, for me, in 2013, they said, simplify and focus. So we put a few of those sub-brands to bed or just kind of, you know, put them aside a little bit. And so they said, you know, you need to, you know, invest in people. You need to invest in your space. You need to invest in technology. So we moved from, you know, Pearl Alley to where we are now, above North Star in the short north, right. second and high. Great killer space yes. for us. Yes. Okay. Uh, hired, a, you know, the people, got the machines going, and it just seemed like the work 
was there for us. It just seemed like the work was there. So the more I spend on trying to be so strategic, the less agile and adaptive we are. So we are a common sense kind of business development. I'm not going to hire a team and fire them because the business is gone. Right. That's not how I look at a team. They are like, they, we really are family to each other. So if it's a matter of we have this opportunity at this big business, but it's so you know, iffy if it's going to be there in six months, we just can't do it. We'll turn it down or we'll refer it or something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we are still kind of in this kind of feast and famine with business. Sure. We do have great long-term clients that we've had for forever. So now it's really kind of identifying who aligns with our values as we grow. So it's really sustainable growth. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned brand launch. Why yeah. don't you tell us a yeah. little bit more about that? Because I've heard a lot about this. It's an exciting thing. Very exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. The idea was developed in 2009. Okay, and we know by like, you. Uh, well, I don't want to say just by me, but, but by you and your team. Yes. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay. So, I was out networking, right? And this is when I started. Um, I'm horrible at networking and everything, and so I, I said I need to go out there. I need to meet people. It can be. I mean, I agree with you. It can be. It can be daunting like, if, if you're not naturally prone to that. Yeah. I mean, it can be a daunting task to go out there and, and, you know, brag about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm out there. So I'm, I'm kind of like flexing that and learning. So I'm part of like a AM, uh, AM Spirit Business Connections. Mm-hmm. Great. Frank, Frank Agan put that together. And um, so I'm meeting these individuals and some of these folks either had just get, gotten laid off or they have these junior individuals that take over their position, get paid more, just crazy mm-hmm. things happening. But they, they, they're going off starting their own business and they they have a service that is um, like awesome, you right. know, needed, mm-hmm. and provides true value product. And I said, "Oh, let me. I want to know more. Can I have a card so I can go to your website?" If they have a card, that is, you know, it's just a complete disconnect in my mind, you know, which is positioning of what their value is. Right. I go to the website if it's up and working. Total disconnect. So I'm thinking, man, this is kind of like, it's like these- angel fire or something. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so I, dancing I said, hamsters or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of music and <laughs> tinging eight bit audio. Right. So, you know, so I'm thinking we need to do something for these people, mm-hmm. you know, but they, you know, they can't spend three months to a year doing brand strategy and positioning and, you know, they can't spend, you know, six figures or five, whatever it is on. So how can we take what we do that we've done like launch brands, like globally, regionally, locally, how can we take that same thinking and make it, you know, accelerated, strategic, and, and still, and yet affordable for these folks to do it. So what we did is we productized what we would do for maybe some larger brands mm-hmm. into a three-step, three-week. And it was really, it's really affordable. So it's, a, it's enough where people have to be serious about what they do, right? So we can qu- qualify them. Um, but it's, it's um, affordable enough for them to be able to, you know, to do it. So yeah, three weeks, three steps, you get your brand profile, you know, the strategy, you get core messaging, we go through a brand mapping exercise, you get a website, you get, you know, stationary system, you, your website has a CMS tool, there's these um, kind of these jumpstart marketing, SEO tutorial, you get a brand standards manual, you know, all within that three weeks, it's 
branding boot camp. That's, that's exactly a, what I was going to ask you exactly about. What that's it is. exactly what I was the term I was going to use was boot camp. Yeah, branding boot camp. So, which to me is almost kind of interesting because when you mentioned being back at CCAD yeah. and then breaking you down at first, that almost gave me thoughts of boot camp as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of work initially for the clients, but it the thing is, is it goes under one of our missions: entrepreneurs empowered. It's like this David versus Goliath kind of. Not, right. Not, nothing wrong with big business. We love big business. Sure. But Columbus needs support for entrepreneurs. We need to grow entrepreneurs and have them be less risk adverse to give them the confidence and do it. Now, if I look at a business and say, oh, my, are you kidding me? I'm not going to sell them brand launch and, you know, fake it and say, you can do this. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, Lord. You know, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But I think if people had a little more confidence, and this is what this really does, innately what it does is it gets them motivated to have the vision of what they can do. They build the confidence, and they go, they go to market confident. You know, and they have, even if it's a, you know, it's very foundational. So some clients do this just for investment. So we have, we're working with a couple biotech company companies right now. Right. And they're looking for some seed money from Angel. They'll go through this because it's affordable where they can get this credible messaging and image to get investment and then go to the next step. But it's not for everybody. So if you're a big business coming in thinking, oh, I want something affordable. No, no, no. There's still more due diligence and that, you know, research, market research that you need to go through. But if you're really just just wanting to get something, you know, that you can feel good, that's strategic, mm-hmm. not downloading a logo online, you know, <laughs> not that, um, then this is a, it's a good product. Excellent. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you found a lot of success with this so far. Yeah. Well, this is one of the features of what I wanted to work with my board on. Sure. So we worked on four ways of growing this. Um, it's a little secret, but I'll tell it. So we hey, say, hey. whatever, um, it's a product to Summerfield is what we sell it as right now, uh-huh. which is a provides value to the community, which is what we do. That's one of our core values off the gate is what we do is going to grow Columbus. We live in Columbus now. We are going to grow Columbus. Right. We're part of Columbus. Uh, it's a value of the community. So it's a product of Summerfield. It's something that we would license to like agencies because we had the we had a marketing plan for it. We had the business model. It's it, we it's a really high rate of profitability with the value yeah. there. Um, sell it to a bigger company. But what we're working on right now, I'm working with a an architect. It's going to be a retail agency. It's a re, it's an agency with a retail experience. So it's more of an entrepreneurial center. Cool. So it's that's my vision for it anyway. But what we do is keep proving it right now as it is, as a product of Summerfield. Um, and we're working with some multipliers or small incubator companies who are testing out with some of their members. And we're getting some really great feedback right now. So 10 years from now, when this has blown up, and five it years is from now. five years from now, Thank you. <laughs> three Thanks, months Thank from you, now, when this is blown up, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on CBuzz. That's right. Excellent. Now, um, you've had obviously a lot of success in in the creative field, creative endeavors for for people out there who maybe are now the emo kid that you once were. What kind of advice or even somebody now who has always had a creative streak in them who who, I want to make a living, a going. I want to be in the creative field. What kind of advice would you have? Well, honestly, now the conversation is generational. Mm hmm. You know, because the millennials look at this different than, say, our generation or, you know, the Gen X and things sure. like that. But I would say it's it's perspective. Have a good perspective at what you do. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Don't let negative situations change who you are as a person. Because in this in this industry, not, not unlike others, you're going to come across 
individuals that might not have that, I don't want to say integrity, but you mean that type of character, don't change yourself Mm -hmm. because they make you upset or something like that. So keep a positive perspective. Um, Passion, you got to have passion and perseverance. So don't give up. Right. Because, you know, you will go through hard times. And that's the biggest thing is sucking it up and, and, and admitting that you fail, pick yourself back up and just keep going, just keep persevering and do, you'll win. Yeah. Do you think that traces back having that perspective from that first time at CCAD where it allows you as you get out into the world and maybe somebody looks at your work differently than you look at it or, or has some negative feedback that helped prepare you for that? You know. I would say when I went to CCAD, I really didn't have a dollar in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to one of the most expensive private art schools in the country. And so just believing in yourself, that's basically, even when others don't believe in you and and having thick skin. Because people will not, people won't, they won't understand. They don't, they can't see inside your head. Now, one of the biggest things is you develop your business, whether as a freelancer or a team, communication is number one. No matter how, and I'm learning this. I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to improve it, though, mm-hmm. is if you don't communicate and you're not transparent, okay, none of this playing poker with business, none of this, that's BS, mm-hmm. okay, is if you're not transparent and you're not, you don't communicate, people will communicate for you. And you got to make sure, do you mean, that your voice is heard. So standing up for yourself, not being afraid to have a little bit of a swagger, as, you know, Coleman would put it, it's a good thing, you know, sure. being, having confidence, sure. confidence, which is what we need to do with Columbus, because Columbus rocks. It does um so we need to have that confidence so it's just that perseverance never giving up you know you know and just not taking t- too much to heart what other people are going to say about you and in in build an advisory you know advisory i don't want to say you don't need to formalize a board but people that you trust their opinion you go to them you know you don't you don't don't ask advice from people that you don't value how they live their life and how they run their business now, you've mentioned quite a few times uh, Columbus and the community and, and Central Ohio as yeah. being core to your values. Yeah. You're originally from from Michigan. <laughs> okay. and, and, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And, yeah. and so now you're, you're, you're in Columbus, and, and obviously Columbus, you believe in Columbus. Columbus yes. is a big part of who you are and yes. what you do. Yes. What do you like the most about Central Ohio? Yeah. Not, just, uh, not just for your business, but obviously somewhat for your business, but also living here with your family as yeah. you've got four Kids yeah, now four, yes, four going on fifteen. Uh, the youngest is is uh, uh, Sir Henry of Summerfield, is yes. what we call him. So it's uh, Henry, which was really is no name. There's no like namesake there, but it's uh, Oliver Frances- Francesco Summerfield. Uh-huh. So we wrote it down in the doctor's office. It was Henry O. F. Summerfield. We're like Sir Henry of Summerfield. <laughs> so in three daughters, uh, Olivia, Sophia, and Isabella. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, we don't have any family here. My wife and I, Taryn, they're really all around. I'm from Michigan. And when I was going to go to school in Columbus, that was not my first choice. What is in Ohio? I mean, I was the typical like, Ohio, are you kidding me? All right, I'll do it. I'm not sticking around. Right. My perspective has completely changed as the city of Columbus has changed in the past 20 years or what have you. Um, uh, I am part of a leadership Columbus 
class of 2015, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Any of you out there that can be doing that, I mean, I would recommend that highly. So honestly, I've learned more about Columbus in the past nine months than I had before about how we can compete nationally, how we're not just number two or number seven or number nine in the country about this. You know, Austin's wonderful. They rave. They've got this great music scene. I'm learning that the Columbus music scene is killer. I don't really know it that well, to be honest with you, but it I want to hear more about it. Art I want to scene, hear comedy scene, scene, all it's that fantastic. jazz, all that jazz. So we're kind of finding our identity. But the thing is, I think just with the the schools that we have here, keeping that the the, the smart young individuals here, you know, what I mean, giving them an opportunity and 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 making them aware of what the city's about. You know, we have OSU here, wonderful, huge, right? But that's not everything. We right. have other things, too, that are here, too. I mean, with the short north, and we've got big manufacturing. And so I just I just see the energy. I've seen how it's been developed, you know, since I graduated college. And I don't, I'm just really excited to, to be a part of it and really want to be kind of a steward and a trustee to the to the city and help it grow. That so. is uh, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, it, and it's very exciting to hear somebody with the passion for, I've lived in central Ohio, Columbus my entire life, went to Ohio State. So it's cool to see somebody who is a bit of a transplant yeah. kind of learn and adapt and, and grow with a real passion for this city because yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And every time I go anywhere in the country, I'm always singing the praises of Columbus. And there's a reason I've lived here my whole life and have never left. So that's fantastic to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's individuals that have C level at big companies that are looking, okay, now I'm retired. A couple of them that I know, you know, I'm going to look at moving out West or out East. They want to stay in Columbus. They just want to stay here because everything, and you can travel anywhere you want from here as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, now, Andrew, one yeah, last question sure. here. We've touched on a little bit. Your four kids, you have a wife. Yes. Uh, you obviously have a tremendously busy growing career. Yeah. Busy growing business civic involvement, your many, many hobbies, you know, for the perspective entrepreneurs and the current entrepreneurs out there, how, how do you manage to balance it all? Are there any organizing time tips that you have that you could share? Actually, the thing is, is I, I threw balance, the idea of balance away about five years ago, six years ago. I don't like that term anymore. I use the term integration. It's fairly simple. Uh You can't separate things and make it work. You have to make your home life function because of your work life. Right. And your work life functions because of your home life. So you have to be able to integrate them together. Otherwise, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. So I'm trying to think of it as an example. I bring, I bring work home with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, not saying that you shouldn't be present, but the more that you are present, the more you are integrated, the more you can be present if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Because you're not worried about, well, I'm going home, so I'm going to leave my laptop at work and I'm going to shut it off. In the back of your mind, you're thinking about, oh my gosh, did I forget to do this? Am I supposed to get to the, you know, and you're sitting there eating dinner. It's always there. But it's always there. So integration is, that's the key for anything. Integrating a team, integrating, you know, your family, integrating into a community. So it's really about doing a kind of all, I guess, all harmonizing together. So excellent. So I don't know if that answered. And then I go away every year for my birthday for 10 days up in Northern Michigan. And I basically, you know, live in a tent with a, you know, 12 foot aluminum fishing bowl and I, a boat and I unplug for, from technology. You and go I, off the grid? Off the grid. For 10 full days? Well, there's a couple days I spend with my family up at my sister's lake house, okay. but then I will go as much time as I'm allowed. And yeah, I turn off. So that's, that's how I recharge. So once a year, I'm good. 
Andrew Summerfield, Summerfield Advertising. I think this has been an excellent first guest, first start, first show for CBuzz. We've been thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for sharing about your business and your life and your passion for Central Ohio. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you would like to say before we sign off? I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for letting uh, you know Summerfield get our name out there and the word out there and we're here to support Columbus, whatever we can do. Thanks, Dan. Excellent. Thank you. Once again, that was Andrew Summerfield of Summerfield Advertising. I am Dan Swartout. This has been Buzz. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>